This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM570 in LA Sports Icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Bottom of the hour, Charger insider Isaac Lowenkron jumps on. Chargers, big game coming up on big, Sunday night against big Kansas City. Game. Yeah, and we're giving you tickets to see that game later on in the hour. So stay tuned for a cue to call. That should be a big game and an important game for the Chargers. Uh, boy, they win. They're they're still right in that division race, Rodney. They are. They are right back in it. It's uh, still wide open. Look, Chiefs are... They're good, but they're not. Uh, they're not invincible, and the Chargers can play right with them. So this is a, this is a huge swing game for them. Uh, this is the season of giving. You know, here at the radio station, uh, we're giving you chances to win in the season of giving. But we also yes. want to extend an opportunity for all of us to give to those who need. And uh, yesterday, we talked about the Dream Center here in L.A. and and we know what it means to to you. Uh, you know what it means to us. Uh, we have partnered with them for years. And uh, you just keep this in mind. They're just trying to raise money to buy food for families for Thanksgiving. That's it. They just want to help families for Thanksgiving at this point. So if, if you, and times are tough, and a recession is coming, and we know companies are laying people up, all of that acknowledged. Not asking you to do something you can't. But if you are fortunate enough to be able to help, dreamcenter.org. DreamCenter.org. That's simple. Or you can check it out on the website, am570lasports.com. If you can, and we know it's tough this year, but if you can, please do. Is that fair, Rodney? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a tough time for so many people this time of year, so whatever you can do is greatly appreciated. Uh, We need a listener haiku. 866-987-2570. If a listener would like to contribute today, please do. Uh, Yesterday was a good haiku, if I remember correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday was a great haiku, if I remember correctly. Yeah, if if memory serves, (laughs) uh, yesterday was a good one. That's so memorable, Fred. Well, yes. So 866-987-2570. We'll take the listener haiku here in a couple of minutes. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh, no, Ronnie. Yeah, Yeah, that's coming back today, apparently. That's coming back. No, uh, leave that uh, alone, Ronnie. Okay, so you didn't even know the guy was hurt, but he was hurt. Okay, so then he was hurt and they didn't play. Well, now he's coming back. Matthew Stafford, Rodney, looks like he's going to play against New Orleans this weekend. He had the mystery concussion. Suddenly was out. No one knew he had a concussion. Turned around, and now he's going to play. You like the Rams' chances against New Orleans? I absolutely love the Rams' chances now. 
I mean, I liked them before. I know people are down on the Rams, but they're playing the Saints. It's the Saints, Fred. They're, good. they're almost going back to where they were the Aints. Remember they were the Aints? People wore bags. People wore back, yeah, they wore the bags over their heads. Yeah. Yeah. No, Saints are not that good, and the Rams should win. And it is good that Matthew Stafford's playing. Um, look, this is, this is uh, what do you say? Rubble meet the road time, Fred. That's right. You know, they might be out of it already anyway, but they, they can make a run here. All is not lost just yet, Freddie. No. No, it's on life support. <laughs> but the patient can be saved, which is good news. Uh, so uh, yesterday, Matthew Stafford practiced. He was okay, a full participant. That's a step in the right direction. And uh, now they just have to see how he's going to be. I mean, really, that's the bottom line. Uh, he's been a full participant of the meetings, and that's good news as well. So it looks like he may be ready to go on Sunday, and that will be a great help. He went into a protocol on November 8th, if you're keeping track of such things. Uh, but it looks like he'll be ready to go. That's good. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, Rams can use him. How about the Kings? You can't lose night? another game. No. you got to run the table. Yeah, 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 which won't happen. But at least they'll have him in the lineup. Kings last night beat Edmonton. Nice. Trevor Moore, hat trick, even better. Trevor Moore went, uh, is from Thousand Oaks. We've had him on the show. He's a great guy. And the Kings have uh, starting to play like they're supposed to play this year, which is good. Because What is it supposed to play? Like they're supposed to play really good. They got off to a slow start. They should be one of the top teams in the West. Got off to a little bit of a herky-jerky start. And? And now they're playing well. And they'll be fine. They're certainly a playoff team, a team that could do some damage. Exciting team to watch. Get to the crypt and watch the Kings if you get a chance because they are exciting. They are a lot of fun to watch. The only concern is, you know, if Quick is in the Nets, will the real Jonathan Quick please show up? That's what we want. Yeah, if the if real he's one good, he's really up, good. Yeah, if he's good, he's really good. Yeah. Um, and if not, yeesh. And Cal Peterson is, is just not the answer behind him. They're going to have to get a goalie. I said that on TV and somebody got mad at me. Wrote me an email. Well, we love Quickie. We love Quick. We love Quick. We love we love everybody. You know? But they're they're going to need a goal. Quickie's back in the old days. Quickie was doing his thing. Went for Quick. I don't know if they win one of those titles. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have won them. Right. Right. So we still have that memory. Yeah. And I think you know sometimes you do hold on a little bit too long. But he's shown flashes of the old Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Oh, and That's when why he you does, say you want the real Quick to show up. Yeah. When he does, it's spectacular. Yeah. It really is. It's just you know, a little inconsistent. But a good win last night in Edmonton. Okay, Kevin is on the phone, so I don't know if he is speaking to someone who's going to deliver a listener haiku. That seems to be the question. We have a number of lines ringing, and we want to figure out if we're going to have a listener haiku. Of course, we are going to have a retro haiku from Vic. And uh, we, Rodney and I have both talked to Vic. We mentioned this yesterday. We've communicated with him. Uh, yep. Via text, he's doing much better. Uh, we know he's listening to the radio. And we also know he's watching Channel 4 because he keeps texting me about the sumo wrestling. So that's how I know. <laughs> but if he's if he's up for sumo. Vic is talking about the sumo wrestling. You know he's getting in, he's, yeah. uh, in good spirits. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, this ought to be good today. Uh, Angela's in Honolulu on the app. She's going to deliver the haiku. But before we get to that. Let's have a Vic Retro Haiku. 
bloom will burst through the gateless gates. No delusions will disturb them. A situational hitting y'all. I'm feeling you. All right. Why don't you go there? <laughs> it was going great, right? <laughs> now you see what I mean? Okay, now when you listen back to him, do you understand what I'm saying? That was a different. We, we've got he doesn't always do. He doesn't always do them like. Oh, that. Oh, he did that seventy-five percent of the time. That was blatant. That was blatant. <laughs> Situational hitting. A feeling good. <laughs> right. He did that one specifically to get under your skin, Fred. I remember that. Then he must have done it for a month straight. No, he didn't do it that many times. Yeah, he did. He did, Rodney. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did not. Yeah, he did. He did not. He did that for you because he knew he, <laughs> he knew that irritated you. <laughs> I mean, he would say, you know, the, the uh, situational hitting, feeling you, right? The silent stream, an acorn falls from a tree. The wild horse, Yasiel Puig, on fire, <laughs> feeling you. It's like, no, Vic, no, feeling you. Yeah, we know, we know. All right, all right, Angela's in Honolulu. Hello, Angela. Good afternoon, Fred. Uh, hi, Angela. Good afternoon, Rodney. No, wait a minute. It's not Angela. time. It's not time yet. You, you, Angela. We got to set you up. Now, Angela, Angela. But I like where you're going, Angela. Yeah. I like your vibe. I like the way I'm hearing. I like the way I'm hearing okay, you, Angela. Fred. All right, Angela. You got to slow your roll with the humbug. What humbug? <laughs> I, I didn't even about. get to talk to you yet, Angela. Angela. I want to know, did you put any time into this? Way to go, Angela. Did you come up with oh, this off the top I, of your I, head? I have one from Confucius. Oh, okay. Well, good. So now, Angela, since you're a regular listener to the show, do you want to do a stream of consciousness like Vic would before we get to the haiku? I'm going to say aloha to you gentlemen and then get yeah. right to it. Okay. I like that, Angela. Right. I like that. Do your thing. Can we get the music? Oh, we're going to get it. Now, we're, now this is when we're really going to do it, Angela, so get ready. All right, clear your throat. That's right. Now with the daily haiku at two... We welcome on Angela from Honolulu. And Angela, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Angela. Aloha, Aloha Rodney. Aloha, Angela. Aloha, Kevin. Aloha. And Aloha, Ronnie. The yucky yucky yuck. <laughs> So this haiku, not to be mistaken, because I will not poach without giving credit where credit is due. Yes. It's kind of in line with your guest, David Basset, and what's lacking from the Dodgers, but it is from Confucius. And here it is. Ability will never catch up with the demand for it. I'm feeling you. Solid. Very. You know, that, that Very. that's food for thought. Ability will never catch up with a man for it. I get it. Angela, that was a good one. That's Confucius. Yeah, well, that's Confucius, Angela. That was very good. Confucius. Okay. Yeah. Through, Ange through Angela. Spoke through Angela. A Angela, when you First call... Up, Angela, when you call us from from Honolulu, are you sitting outside, gazing upon palm trees, mm. listening to the mm. show, having oh, a Mai yeah. Tai? What are you doing when you call us? Well, 
I am on my acre full of nothing but food on this acre. What do you mean? Like, like restaurants have, there? No, I have like five orange trees. Okay. Ten coconuts. Right. Trees. Three tangerine trees. Mm. Five breadfruit trees. Okay. Um, tangerine trees. Everything on this property is food. Okay. And I take a deep breath and I look at the bananas. And yesterday I did try to call and rescue you, you guys with a haiku. But um, since you had Kevin doing all that stuff, uh, he couldn't answer the call. So you guys went haiku Yeah. Wow. I remember that. So yesterday. today, yeah. went right at the beginning of the call for it. I was like, I better help. I better help out Fred before he goes down another humbug road. Okay, no, we don't need that, Angela. I don't want to go down the humbug <laughs> we road. We don't like no. the humbug road. No, we we don't certainly like do road. not like that. All right. Well, Angela, yeah. th- thank you. Thank you for listening every day in Honolulu, and thank you for the haiku today. Aloha, gentlemen. Aloha, Angela. Aloha. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. As always, brought to you by our buddy Jacob and Ronnie. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. You happen to be a very good person. So if you suffer any type of personal injury, there is one man to call. One man that will figure it out and make it better for you. And that man is Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury, call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Of course, you know, Tyler Anderson left the Dodgers for a three-year deal with the Angels. And he did a Zoom press conference earlier today. Uh, with the media saying he did receive other three-year offers from other teams but wanted to stay closer to home his family's in scottsdale arizona of course he got the three-year deal from the angels so he wanted to stay close to home that was very important to him uh so he so he said he wanted some security uh, for his family as well so that you know talking about the qualifying offer from the dodgers uh one year sure a nice chunk of money but that security for a three-year deal 39 40 million dollars too hard for him to pass up for it how do you blame him if i'm him i'm all in and he gets to stay closer to Scottsdale, which makes it even nicer for him. I'm happy for him. He's a nice guy. He pitched well. Dodgers didn't just say go away. They offered him yeah. $19 million. 19 bills. Yeah, they just didn't want to offer him anything more than one year. So good luck to him. I hope he has a good season down there. I really do. Yeah, we're rooting for him. He gave you everything he had. Yep. Pitched well for the Dodgers. And like you said, $19 million, that's nothing to smirk at as a deal. But I get it. Three years, $40 million. Um, security for the family it's hard to turn down so we do we really do wish him well because he when he put on that Dodger uniform he gave it everything he had already some interest in Cody Bellinger according to John Morosi if the Dodgers do not tender Cody Bellinger apparently the Toronto Blue Jays will be all over him looking to offer him even potentially a multi-year deal. So we ask if there's a market for Cody Bellinger. There definitely is, at least for one team. If he's free, Toronto is going to be one of the first teams to give him a ring, Fred. Question is, multi-year deal, how much per year? Good question. I mean, he's going to make, what, 18-19 with the Dodgers, right? They have to tender him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, How much in a multi-year deal? A three-year deal paying him $10 million a year? Maybe. Okay, well, if, if they were to offer him that, I'm sure if he take $10 million a year, the Dodgers would sign him right now. Wouldn't be a problem. I think the problem is, you know... $18 million. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. For $10 million bucks, you know what? And believe me, $10 million is more than I'll see in my lifetime. But for $10 million bucks, we'll take a flyer. Come on in. 
that, that's the issue here. Remember Kevin Durant requested a trade over the summer? Yeah. I feel yeah. Like there's been so much drama around the Nets. People forgot that he actually asked for a trade. And then asked for Steve Nash to be fired, which of course we know eventually happened. But did a sit-down interview with Chris Haynes from Bleacher Report in TNT when he, and talked about why he decided to ask for a trade when he did. And he said it was difficult to request a trade, but he did it because it was, quote, all about ball. He said, I went to them and said, yo, I don't like how we're preparing. I don't like the shoot-arounds. I don't like practices. I said, we need to do more work. Hold me accountable. Get my ass in the film room and, and let me help everybody else and get our stuff done. So apparently, he didn't like the way that Steve Nash was running practices or how the organization was run. I guess they were too lenient, is what it sounds like. And so they weren't holding players accountable. And that's why he requested a trade. He did not like the way their organization was being run at the time. Well, that's how Kobe felt in his final year. If you remember, yelling at Mitch. Yeah. Mitch Kupchak at practice. He needs to get some work in. What is this kind of thing? The soft like Charmin's uh, stuff? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know what I think? Uh, I think if they're winning, he's not going to have that conversation, <laughs> to be quite frank. But there's got to be a reason we're not winning, and the reason is I'm not being pushed hard enough. Rodney, you, I think you would say, because you kind of uh, intimated this in the past, you're a professional athlete. How much pushing of you do I need to do? I need to know how to push a button or two, but you got to take that upon yourself. Uh, you do. You do. And I think he's more talking about everybody else, you know. And Kevin Durant, there's been you know, a lot of speculation, a lot of talk about whether or not he's a leader. Um, and leaders come in different forms, but most people don't think he's a leader. All he wants to do is really go out and just play um, and not have to hold everybody else accountable. And, and what it sounds like, he wants an environment where he's not called upon to do that. You know, Magic Johnson would get in your face and hold everybody accountable. Kobe would hold everybody accountable. LeBron does holds everybody accountable. Kevin Durant is more passive. Kevin Durant is sitting back, you know, Hey, he's a grown man. I'm not going to tell him what to do. He's that attitude. And so I think he's saying, I need somebody else here that's going to do that because I'm not the guy. Oh, and one more, Fred. You'll like this. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, according to Woj, questionable tonight. Could end up playing. Could be making his return against the Pistons for the Clippers. Questionable. So... So when Rodney or Fred start this soon or around the corner or whatever Close. whatever Close. words you used yeah. Yeah. two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, see? Yeah, he did. Here you he go. About two weeks ago, exactly. You don't listen so, to me. I told close. you. Close. Well, it's close. If he played next month, I was like, well, month. He was close. It's see? close. Yeah. What I told you it's close. close. So he reportedly, according to Woj, could be close tonight. There you go. We'll see. Yep. That's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Rivalry Week is here. Don't miss the action of college football at the Rose Bowl featuring UCLA and USC this Saturday. Listen to the game on AM 1150 with a kickoff at 5. It's brought to you by California Department of Healthcare Services. Find medically proven treatment options for your opioid addiction at choosechangeca.org. We're giving away those Charger Raider tickets or Charger Chiefs tickets. Not come yet. On. Not yet. Come on. But soon. And when we come back, Eisen Lowenkron will join us. And we'll talk about how big of a game this is for the Chargers. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Deposit. That's deposit. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. 
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Rogan and Rodney. All right, we've got the Chargers taking on the Chiefs at SoFi Sunday night. You'll hear the game on Alt 98.7. Uh, so it's a big game. Huge. And let's bring on our Charger insider, Isaac Lowenkron. And Isaac, thanks for jumping on. Could, could you do me a favor, Fred? Well, and what might that be? Uh, could we pencil you in for a few snaps at defensive tackle this Sunday against mm. the Chiefs, please? Yeah, mm. I'd be the guy to put in there. You know, I, I don't know. Are they showing up with a mass unit this week? Uh, they were down to three defensive tackles by the second half of the game against San Francisco last week. Uh, they signed a new defensive tackle, so as of right now they have uh, uh, four healthy guys. But it's just been basically a microcosm of the whole season injury-wise for the team. It's been like that for the defensive tackle group uh, in that one position group for the, in, in just the last week alone. Not a good idea to get rid of Jerry Tillery uh, uh, last week or a week and a half ago there, Isaac. Uh, it's it's interesting you should bring that up, and that's an excellent point uh, because that happened after Austin Johnson's season-ending injury. So uh, it was after, a case, that happened after. That's right. That happened after Austin Johnson. So uh, that seemingly is even more of an indictment of what the Chargers uh, thought about. Tillery and the difference in terms of where he felt that he fit in and where the Chargers felt that he fit in. So uh, it was really interesting to me that it happened after the Austin Johnson injury when they were clearly even thinner. And then, as uh, cruel fate would have it, the very next game, you literally have two more uh, defensive tackles go out. And, and what was also uh, notable in the meantime, uh, Jerry Tillery wound up being uh, claimed off of waivers by, of all teams, yeah. uh, the Raiders, as it turned out. Uh, Isaac, okay. So obviously there are some issues there. But if there could be possible good news, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are returning to practice. Yes, uh, they both got into individual drills for the first time uh, since missing the last two games on Wednesday. And the next step, uh, certainly for Keenan, is going to try and be a full participant in the team-wide practice today uh, because I think that that's obviously been the, the biggest thing they're missing. You know, we talk about all the holes and injuries uh, on the defensive line with the defensive tackles. Uh, The defense actually all told played extremely well as it turned out uh, against the 49ers Um, in goal-to-go situations considering just the firepower that the 49ers have offensively with McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and and Kittle and Juszczyk and and 
pro bowlers across the board, the defense played well enough to win. But if you get Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back, uh, that makes the offense so much better for so many reasons, just because of their uh, individual ability, and that should loosen up the potential for the Chargers to have better success in the running game, where right now they're 30th out of 32 teams in the NFL. Hey, Isaac, it, it feels like it's a brokered record, and I don't want to pile on, but every year we, we talk about the potential of the Chargers, and they're going to be in the mix, and this is the year, and you know Herbert's third year, and, and they've added some pieces on, on both sides of the ball. Now's the time for the Chargers to make that deep playoff run, and then they're snake-bitten by injuries. Is there any talk about changing things up or doing something different uh, in terms of their training practice, I don't know what it is because I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball because every injury is different. But they, they got to be frustrated over there because this keeps happening every single year. Oh, there's been talk about that on Chargers Talk by our callers <laughs> and tweeters. So, uh, no, it's not a, a broken record at all. And you can go back year by year uh, with, with, with Derwin James, uh, farther back with, with Joey Bosa, um, and, and, you're, and this year with Joey Bosa, uh, as, as you know. Um, but you're absolutely right, Rodney. Um, all injury situations are different. There's really no rhyme or reason. Uh, and I'm not sure there's anything that they can necessarily do uh, differently because, you know, there are certain types of injuries that maybe happen during preseason and training camp uh, that, in a sense, might be more preventable than others. But if a guy rolls on top of your ankle in a game like what happened to Mike Williams against the Seahawks, that's an unavoidable injury. Uh, the J.C. Jackson uh, injury, in a sense, was unavoidable because it came during a game. You can make an argument with, with any knee injury that happens today is about the quality of the turf uh, across the board in the NFL. But uh, a lot of these injuries, particularly the ones that happen in a game when somebody lands on you, uh, like happened, for example, with Otito Obonia, a, a promising defensive tackle who was out for the season because of what happened uh, to him in the game against the 49ers. Uh, the best explanation I can give you right now is just really horrible luck. Okay, that being said, and Rodney and I kicked this around earlier today, Isaac, and uh, it came from a question a reader had in the Times. Uh, is it time to look at Tom Telesco? Is it time hey, to take that, a look at what he's doing? That's that's a question that I get on Chargers Talk uh, with phone calls and, and Twitter. And after every loss, Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley are trending. So I'll look at it in, t in a couple of ways. One is free agency, one is the draft, and another is contract extensions. Uh, has he had some misses in the draft? Uh, well, Jerry Tillery was clearly a miss in the draft because – he was a first-round pick. But I have to say, you got to look across the board, and you don't even have to include Justin Herbert in this argument because, um, you know, Tua Tungavailoa was already off the board at that point. But uh, he hits a home run with Rashawn Slater. He hits a home run with Zion Johnson. He hits a home run with Derwin James. And even deeper in the draft, although there have been uh, misses deeper in the draft, you look at Jamari Salyer, he's a guy that they drafted in the sixth round, which is total low-expectation project territory, and he's been phenomenal as a starting left tackle. Uh, so certainly there have been misses in the draft, but at the same time I feel that uh, people need to objectively give Telesco credit for 
um, the hits and not just the misses. Then in free agency, uh, the jury is still out with J.C. Jackson. Even before he was injured, um, there was still certainly concerns that it just w- wasn't working out the way that uh, the Chargers were intending. Uh, Khalil Mack, for example, has been uh, an outstanding acquisition, even though technically that came in a trade. Uh, then you look at a guy like Gerald Everett, and that was an incredibly high value signing. Other guys, you know, a little bit less prominently in terms of salary. Um, Morgan Fox has been an excellent value signing. So is Sebastian Joseph Day. And then the third area is extensions. I mean, he has uh, been able to very quietly, without drama, uh, extend all the Chargers' uh, in-house star players uh, with great effectiveness, from, from Joey Bosa to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to Derwin James. My personal main criticism of Telesco, and I don't even know if this is a Telesco thing or a Telesco-Brandon Staley thing, frankly, but it's a, a lot more minor. It's, it's the fact that they sign guys to the active roster from the practice squad, and then they hardly use them at all instead of elevating guys from the practice squad. Um, you know, they're signing guys from the practice squad like Keelan Doss and um, Larry Roundtree, who they make that sort of commitment to because it's different. There's more of a commitment when you sign someone than elevate someone, and then they hardly use them on game day. So I feel uh, they're not getting the value out of that particular spot on the roster that you should be able to get. So I don't know if that's at the balance thereof, but that's actually, I think, the, the, the bigger that I have. I think across the board, when you look at it in totality, I think he's actually done a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I think so, too. You can't, you know, he's signing guys. You can't foresee some, you know, the, the massive injuries that the team has. That's not his fault. Uh, you mentioned Justin Herbert. And I've said it all season long, you know, ever since he had on the ribs, he hasn't really been the same. Even though he's played well in spots before echelon of quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks in this league, because they've been in ball games, they haven't been able to win them. Uh, but quarterbacks are judged on wins and losses. But I agree with you, uh, Rodney, in terms of the lingering impact of the rib cartilage injury uh, in week two against the same team they're going to be facing this Sunday in, in Kansas City. So, He's just over the last two weeks been coming out of uh, that cartilage limiting his effectiveness in terms of moving in the pocket and getting outside the pocket and making plays on the run. I just didn't see that in his running stats worn that out. Um, he is averaging less than two yards uh, per carry or two yards less per carry compared to, to what he was doing last season. Uh, in addition, obviously having Mike Williams and Keenan Allen has not helped the last couple of weeks, but also an underrated part of it is Jalen Guyton being out for the year since week three. He was more of a deep threat than I think a lot of people uh, gave him credit for. So uh, a combination of all those factors has led to this. Justin Herbert, whose baseline coming into this season, frankly, was literally superhuman and historic in terms of NFL quarterbacks in their first two and three years in history. Right now, he's been held under three y- 300 yards passing for five straight games, which is the longest drought of 300-yard games in his career. So part of that is injuries, including himself, and also... Um, the game planning has not been putting the Chargers' passing offense in the most advantageous position to attack their opponents downfield. And I think uh, a main sign of that is the fact that their leader in receptions this year is Austin Eckler. 
And Eckler has so many receptions, he's actually fifth in the entire league in receptions, which is kind of a Pyrrhic victory. It's not necessarily ideal to have your running back be your leader in receptions by that much, which tells me that instead of a lot of attacking down the field, or at least medium-range passes, it's a lot of checkdowns and literally passes to Eckler behind the line of scrimmage where you say, man, he'd be better off just dropping the ball because then it would be incomplete, and if he catches it, it's going to be like a three- or five-yard loss. Isaac Lowenkron is with us. All right, Isaac, before we wrap this up, so now you've got the the uh, Chiefs, and... Uh, you know, somehow, some way, in a year that has not looked great at times, the Chargers are still clinging to life here in this playoff picture. But is this make it or break it week for them? Do they have to be Kansas City? It's make it or break it for the division, but it's not make it or break it for the wild card race by any means. If, if they beat Kansas City, they'll be just one game back with seven games to go. However, if they lose, they'll be three back of Kansas City, and Kansas City will have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So it's make or break for the division, but not for the playoff race. And here's why. Uh, the first time they played Kansas City, they led on the road by 10 midway through the third quarter. And statistically, they dominated the game. Total yardage, first down, time of possession. They ran 20 more offensive plays than the Chiefs did, but they still lost the game. Uh, so you, you know that this is at the very minimum, despite their injury problems, it's going to be at minimum a real close game. And, and the one asset that has really been pleasant for the Chargers this year is, while injuries have been ho- horrific, while we've certainly had reasonable reason to question the play calling and the strategy of the offense, the one good area for this team consistently all year had been one of their biggest weaknesses last year, and that is special teams. Their place kickers have made 16 straight field goals. They've made 38 out of 39 place kicks this year. They're number one in the NFL in punt coverage. So special teams have been one of their top weaknesses. Uh, This year it's been arguably their most consistent strength. So uh, at minimum, I think it's going to be a competitive game, but that's what they have to do. They have to finish against Kansas City in a way, for example, they were unable to finish last week uh, against the 49ers and to a certain extent against Kansas City um, earlier this season. All right. Isaac, great job, good info, and appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Hey, my pleasure, fellas. Thank you. 3.30 3.30 pregame and a game at 5.20, Alt 98.7 on Sunday. Who's going to see the Chargers and the Chiefs Sunday night? 866-987-2570. What caller number? I like seven, Fred. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Pete, an athlete. Rodney Pete, a father. Rodney Pete, an LA icon. Rodney Pete, and this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM 570 LA Sports. Mary and Simi Valley, it's your lucky day. You did it. You were the right caller, and you are going to see the Chargers and Chiefs Sunday night at SoFi. Hey, you know what? You don't have to say thank you. It's our pleasure. If you want to win, go to our Instagram page, AM 570 LA Sports, and you'll have a chance 
and pick your poison. We're giving tickets away crazy, and we want you to win them all. Uh, Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Great job. Really appreciate it. Ronnie, let's wrap it up tomorrow. Let's do it. Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to take a hit, so I fight with my pen Late night, down sunset, like in the sin What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell, to live and die in that lake On bail, my people say This is the story of the one As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.